Hey everybody, welcome to another episode, the, is this the first or second official episode on a giant media ball? I think this would be the first official one, actually. Alright, no fleas, finally. We got this place sprayed down. Anyway, over there is Dan Pack. Hitler could paint an entire apartment in one afternoon. Two coats! <laughs> and laughing is Chris O'Mealy. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because that was a reference to the movie we just watched on Talkin' Talkies, also available on the Giant Media Ball, where we also promote this show. So, uh, you guys should be listening to that. Yeah, we have... Intelligent grappling enthusiasts, you. Exactly. Now, this is a very special episode, because it's episode 88, and even though this hasn't been a thing for a really long time, it's still a thing in his mind. So, on the show today is Jason Shin. I mean, it hasn't been a thing. It's, we, we missed one ever. Anyway, <laughs> you, you mean to tell me that, that your first involvement with giant balls and I'm on the show? Of course, because <laughs> how else would this ball work? made of media. <laughs> and not Media Pennsylvania. Or is it from Media Pennsylvania? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would like anything from Media Pennsylvania. There's still a microphone that hasn't been fixed in Media Pennsylvania. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oi, oi, oi. Well, shout out to that guy. <laughs> so, we're going to do the new format of the show this week from here on out, and this is how it's going to be, because we're going to actually discuss stuff that we want to talk about and stuff that you want us to talk about, and not just play a guessing game about, uh, do we have to talk about that Fandango-Adam Rose match from SmackDown? No, we don't, because nobody found it important. Hey, guess what? Not in my notes. <laughs> in the middle of, of before we started the show. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start off with my hit list for this week. These are the ten things that happened in wrestling that I really, really liked. This can be from any of the shows, from Raw, SmackDown, Impact, or the Luchas, or NXT, or if I happen to catch something else, like NJPW or the Ring of Honor show, I could note that too. Most of the time, though, I'm not watching the New Japan stuff every week. I'm also not watching Impact every week, so if something happens on that show and you think it's noteworthy, point it out to me, and I will go out of my way to check it out. Otherwise, we all got notes. So we're going to start off with number 10 for the hit number list. Number 10. Oh, that's right. We have to have Dan do the numbers for us. So this is my one and only note from Lucha Underground this week. Again, solid show, top to bottom, with two comebacks that happened. Well, a comeback and a debut. Johnny Mundo is back, better known as John Morrison, and... Alberto El Patron, known as Alberto Del Rio. He's arrived. I'm, but you already knew that. You already knew that, with the wink. And he's, he winks at Dario Cueto. So th this is really cool for two reasons, because these are two guys who definitely deserved more in WWE and didn't get it. I think that Morrison got saddled to that point where they got really comfortable with him, and they were like, oh, well, he'll always deliver. We don't need to push him. And Del Rio got to that point where they're just like, well, he's a really good worker, but we just don't know how to make a character for him. So we're just going to have him keep doing the thing he's been doing since he debuted. Yeah, he was already a big deal fairly quick. We don't know where to go from here. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are two guys that got saddled with some pretty bad luck. And I kind of equate them in, a, in the same universe as guys like MVP and Mr. Kennedy, who they definitely deserved more. They were worth so much more than they got. And then when they did get something, they got it too fast or too much, and people rebelled. Like, they're just like, well, we need to turn Del Rio face now. Uh, this isn't really working. 
I don't know what to do with him now. And didn't he do like a dual a dual fi heel face turn with somebody? It was yeah, kind of Ziggler. awkward. With Ziggler, that's right. They gave him the concussion, or Swire gave him the concussion, and then when he had the match, he kept working on working on the head. It was a super yeah. kick party. I had no idea until you just said so that because I've never seen the show that Johnny Mundo was uh, Johnny Nitro. Yep. And he's got way more character depth than just my hair flows in the wind, even though he totally does that same pose, and they're blowing fans on him when he comes out. No slow motion, though. I was going to say, do they still no, no. just slow-mo on a live show? <laughs> no, but the show is really awesomely filmed. It's filmed like a gritty movie, which we've talked about. So, because it looks so different, it's so easy to associate this as being a different show. They don't even have to change how many sides of their ring they have to make it feel different. <clears throat> <laughs> so, before we move on, Dan, because you watch Lucha, is there any other notes from Lucha that you want to discuss? Uh, not really. Other than that dude with the... biggest things. That, that dude with the dragon gimmick that has the weird tongue. Drago? Yeah, Drago. And not of the Ivan variety. He's just... He's a dragon. That's his gimmick. He's got the mask and he's got the weird, really long lizard tongue that he keeps flicking. So, uh, Shin, you might want to check that out. Yeah, I was thinking Matt McFarlane posted this thing. You can watch it legally online, but it's in Spanish, so I don't know. I don't know. You can watch New Japan, but it's in Japanese. You don't really need the commentary for shows like this because they have everything subtitled anyway. Um, Pentagon Jr. cut a whole promo where... or Is that his name, Pentagon? I want to make sure I got that right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he cut a whole promo in Spanish and they just subtitled it for everybody. Wrestling. If you're doing it right, you don't really need commentary or subtitles. The match can tell yeah. the story. And also, screw that article because it's like, oh, a Nomad Striker, that's the best part. Actually, Striker's a really good commentator. But what you should be celebrating is you don't have to listen to Vampiro do commentary. I've always thought Matt Striker was a good commentator. I see a lot yeah. of people on the internet not liking him. A lot of people in Club Kayfabe I don't even think like him. I don't... I mean, you know, their opinion. It is what it is, but... I think he does a really good job because he calls matches in the style that I like. He calls moves, and he actually gives history, which is something that Jim Ross does, and he's pretty beloved. I so, always like how I would be as a commentator, so of course I love him. So I like when he gave stories to, to the job guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, this guy worked at the local fishery. Yeah, <laughs> See, that was hilarious. He made the gear for this guy, and he fucked it up, so now he's getting his ass beat. I think my favorite um, random commentary moment still happened f when it was Josh Matthews and Bill DeMott calling Velocity together, and somebody was facing a jobber named Brad Taylor, and Josh goes, I think you should go back to Home Improvement, and there's just nothing but silence for like a solid minute, and then Bill DeMott's just like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh hysterically. Anybody in the mood for milk? That's my favorite Matt Striker moment. That's hilarious. <laughs> Alright. Um, number nine? Dan? Number nine. So apparently Curtis Axel wants his WrestleMania moment and believes that he should be in the main event because he technically won the Royal Rumble. He's going for eight days now because he never got eliminated and it's unfair. 
So he's making this big point, and Dean Ambrose comes out to the ring, beats him up, and throws him over the top rope, just picks up the mic and goes, well, there, now you're eliminated. <laughs> and Curtis Axel's entire push comes to a halt, even though he tried again on SmackDown and then lost again. Hashtag Axelmania. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Axelmania. We'll see how well it, that kicks this... off. Is this going somewhere for him? Like, is this, is this like a plan where they just want to get him on TV? Or? <laughs> I don't know because it actually set up the Bad News Barrett segment where because they're oh. going to have Ambrose Barrett at. By the Fast way, Lane. is that in your favorite things of the week? Before we talk about it, um, actually, it's not. But you can talk about it now because I brought the it up. Bad News Zone. So, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Bad News Zone. The BNZ is. Awesome, because it, it reminds me of what they did with the Matt Facts and why I like them so much, because they, they took this thing from TMZ. What about the Randy, the RNN? Randy yeah, the RNN. It's a little bit like that, too. <laughs> but he has a news scroll at the bottom, and it's just bad news from around the world. And it was it was just like, man makes dip for Super Bowl party, spends hours, no one shows up. Yeah, that stuff, still was that stuff was hilarious. That stuff was hilarious. And it was only like the same three or four things scrolling, but each time I thought they were funnier and funnier. Well, here's the thing about Bad News Barrett. Remember when he first debuted the gimmick and everybody thought it was the worst thing? It's because he didn't have good, uh, uh, his, the stuff they had him say was, wasn't very good. Yeah, and then they gave him his own podium. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it was that segment he did with all the legends that made me a fan instantly. Yeah, when all of a sudden the podium just rose up. The first few weeks, and then all of a sudden it... I don't know, my, my kids still just randomly say, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Do they all follow that up with fish and chips? No. So they're not doing their Triple H version? No. Actually, and so, one time, I, 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 I shit you not, <laughs> Alan had a, had a shitty diaper, and he said, Daddy, I'm afraid I've got some bad poop. <laughs> Damn. As opposed to good poop. <laughs> See, this is how you raise a kid as a wrestling fan. So, yes. so, would, so would, it, would his poop be Bad News Brown? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. Damn right. <laughs> I have a new favorite on the show every time. Wow. All right, so, number eight. Number eight. It's a moment that I know Pat was going to mark out over, because he marked out before I even got a chance to watch it, but they continued the number one contendership tournament in NXT, and Adrian Neville went up against Baron Corbin, and Corbin actually... B biker. B biker. <laughs> Corbin I'm afraid I've got some good news. <laughs> uh, Corbin actually worked a match, didn't look that bad, but At still all. didn't look great. And then he was pinned by Neville with the red arrow, and his win streak is over. Because Bull Dempsey like rammed him into something, but we didn't see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's Bull Dempsey. I'm like, where? Who's Bull Dempsey? I don't even see him. <laughs> Speaking you know, of NXT, and you guys have mentioned Axel before, is he still in NXT, or is that already over? <laughs> uh, he was in the first round of the number one contender tournament, and got eliminated. No, I know, but is that ending his tenure in NXT, or is he still going to be back? You know, I don't know. I guess we'll have find out when they get to the next set of tapings. You know, people with win streaks, whether they're heel or face, are always healed to me. And I can't wait to see them lose. <laughs> I hate the win streak gimmick. And I'm so glad this one ended. 
when Mighty Mouse defeated him. <laughs> yeah, when Mighty Mouse went over the gay biker. Here he comes to save the day. Oh my god, I can't believe they're going to give him a Mighty Mouse gimmick. Does that mean they're going to give him giant ears and a cape? No, no, you're he's stupid. Already, he's <laughs> already got weird ears. Yeah, no, no, they're <laughs> stupid for saying Mighty Mouse to begin with. Well, that was the, that was the um, most current reference Vince could come up with. It's like yes. a Mighty Mouse. You mean like a modern day Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse no. is modern day, isn't he? Not even that. I mean an underdog is what I really mean. <laughs> yeah, so, so you picked the wrong superhero then. Underdog? What does that mean? Let me look. Oh, there's a picture of John Cena underneath is a picture of Roman Reigns. <laughs> anyway. He's nothing it, like those guys. However, somebody now needs to debut a Darkwing Duck gimmick and I'll be good. Let's, Let's get, get dangerous. dangerous. Because when there's trouble, you call DW. Alright, seven. Number seven. We finally are getting the tension that we want between Goldust and Stardust. Now, Goldust is trying to put him in his place by calling him Cody, and he is not responding to that. Oh, he and was yeah. fucking pissed. Oh yeah, he was star-pissed. <laughs> he, he, was, he was quite the mad. He's like trying to talk him down, and he goes, Cody! And he's like, don't call me Cody! Did, it, did that happen on Raw? Because I saw it on SmackDown. That happened on both sh both the shows, I actually. Reference, they made reference to it on SmackDown. I was like, that didn't happen on Raw. Oh, did you see Superstar's <laughs> picks for the Super Bowl last week? Like, everyone had picks, and then Stardust was like, Rigel 14 is going to win by pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. So, my question with all of this is, number one, I, I think it's going to lead to that WrestleMania, the long-awaited WrestleMania match that's been like eight years in the making at this point. Because Goldust has been pushing for it for like three WrestleManias now. Yeah. Um, but does Cody return to being Cody, or does he stay... He, obviously, he's going to be the heel in this feud, but as Stardust or as Cody? I think he's going to be Stardust forever. I'm not sure. Um, the fact that they want Goldust to... Well, they don't want... He wants to retire pretty soon. Makes me think that this will be his way to get his match with his brother, put him over. But then, do they continue the Stardust gimmick because now they're down a bizarre character? Or they just have him return to Cody and try to give him that big push that everybody feels like he deserves? Right, because I so, kind of feel there's... I can see, yeah, I can see that going both ways. Kind of like Shin. I feel there... <laughs> I feel there's like... There's a moment in there of... Like, beating down Goldust and then wiping off that face paint and, like, you know, going back to being Cody Rhodes. I feel that, that that's a big moment they because could capitalize he, on. Because he changed for Goldust, right? Right. Because right. Goldust was losing matches, and then Cody's just like, well, I guess we can't be partners anymore. Maybe if I get super creepy, we can be good partners again. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Cody Rhodes, as a character, doesn't have much substance like you guys always say he's always more over when he's playing something else. oh yeah I, I see that too i'm just, I'm just wondering if that's because usually they like to do the super serial gimmick but they might keep stardust who knows but i'm just curious as to which way they're gonna go i'm sure he could come up with something different and still be super over because <laughs> he wipes he... the face paint off and breaks his face and has to wear a mask again <laughs> <laughs> that could be a way to return to the dashing gimmick Oh my god. I, I love the paper bag gimmick, though. That was awesome. Paper gag gimmick was hilarious. It's just that it went on just a little too long. Because it got to that point where they weren't even acknowledging it anymore. He was just wrestling with a mask. Maybe he yeah. smear the face paint and be Joker Sting. 
No, nobody should do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six. Number six. So now the Miz has fired Damian Mizdow as being a stunt double, and he is now his personal assistant. And on Raw, Miz wrestled an entire match where Mizdow stood perfectly still the entire time and still had the biggest reaction out of anybody else. To the point where they were begging him when Miz went top rope to go to the top of the stairs. Yeah. It was so funny. He just stood still with his sunglasses on, and the people went nuts. And that is when you know your gimmick is over, when you can do absolutely nothing and still have them flipping out. This is another tension tag team breakup, and we'll probably get Miz and Miz out at WrestleMania. But this is going to be one of those feuds where Miz can actually go over in it, and it doesn't matter, because Sandow is super over. So they can actually job him to Miz all they want, and it's not going to make a difference. Kind of like when they did the Miz-Alex Riley breakup, where they're like, well, screw it. Riley, Miz is actually over at this point, so we're just going to have him do the job. And that's exactly what happened. Riley went over, and idiots not naming any, were like, oh, this is the start of his big push, and then it wasn't, because everybody knew better. Yeah, oh, you mean people who said that they now? were the best person on NXT Season 2. Those yeah, and then, and then claimed that they never liked this person, and that Pat was full of shit. I remember that conversation. Is, is Pat and I hated him since day number one. Yep. I never liked Alex Riley. OG haters. I'm sorry, Shane. You were saying something and no yeah, one's paying attention. Sorry, no. I was asking if Alex Riley's gone now. They seem to have replaced him in every facet of the show. No, because he was just on NXT oh, <laughs> doing yeah. commentary. He was supposed it. to be part of the Rumble, but then they took him out. So then that's why they didn't. Yeah, that was pre-show either. That was actually a pretty great part of being there live. <laughs> was that Alex Riley never came out? Well, Alex Riley's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, say it to his face. <laughs> Darren Young will do something to his face. <laughs> Spray it to his face. Oh, damn. Oh, man. Okay, ready like for five? Butter. Number five. Rusev cuts a promo on Raw. Him and Lana stand up tall. The flag disbands and gets snagged on the way down. And they... <laughs> beautifully improv this by flipping the fuck out and it was hilarious. I was waiting for Smiley. by acting the way they would have acted if they were acting like everything was happening for real. Right. I was waiting for Smiley perfect. Big Show on the Titan Tron again where he's like, oh, guess what I did? <laughs> I'm a baby face again. <laughs> I got speared so hard that I'm a baby face now. Yeah, this is about that time for him to turn face again. <laughs> but that... It's funny because I watched that clip back, and you can see Lana looks up, quickly looks back. You can see that she's laughing, looks up again, and then immediately starts going back into character. So you know it was a legitimate mess up. And the audience reaction made it that much better. And then Rusev stomps out, grabs the flag from the floor, and starts swinging it. Like a... <laughs> starts swinging it like a Riri. <laughs> Which is how he always swings it. Like as stiffly as possible. Uh, God. But that legit, legit LOL moment and a good cover-up. I'm sure Kevin Dunn flipped out over that. Speaking of Kevin Dunn, do you think that he will be um, not lazy when it comes to bringing Finn Balor up to the main roster and having that awesome entrance queued correctly? 
<laughs> but guess we'll find they're out. They're trying to phase him out because he's been getting rid of his boys lately. Dude, does Kevin Dunn have Down syndrome or something? <laughs> Dunn syndrome. No, because I, I was wa- I've been watching. I watched the first season of Tough Enough on the network, and he's in a couple of the episodes, and he looks retarded. That's just his teeth. Wow. God damn, dude. But also, he's pretty fucking retarded. I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't we uh, bring back Corey the Chadwick and he can answer that for you? Yeah. He's a midget and he looks like a fucking retard. I'm talking about the Miz. I think I, I said I, I just saw the other day. I, I accidentally sent him an invite to the. GSW show next weekend, which he declined because he lives on the other side of the country. I'm sure that's not the only reason he declined it. We're all the devil to him now. Oh, really? Yeah, he he deleted and unfriended Pat, me, and a couple other people for calling him out on something a long time ago in the Facebook group, and I don't even remember. I still have as a friend, but I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Oh, well. Corey the Chadwick. (laughs) Welcome. <laughs> Alright. Number four? Number four. So, some people don't understand the concept of jobbing. Most of those people being, hey man. But, <clears throat> this wasn't a job match. This was a really, really good back and forth television match. Didn't have, didn't go through two commercial breaks. It was the second longest segment of the show. Yeah. Bray Wyatt and Dolph Ziggler killed it on Monday Night Raw with an awesome TV match. Not exactly a match of the year candidate, but as far as TV matches go, this was one of the best I've seen in a long time. The uh, the finish was crazy because they started with going for Sister Abigail, counter to a zigzag, counter to a fame-asser, and then Bray Wyatt stands up stunned and still hits a Sister Abigail when Dolph turns around. Yeah, it was great. Great finish, great booking. Ziggler, again... And I know a lot of people disagree with this, and they claim that he's just being failed at a push. Ziggler does not need to win matches at this point to be over. In fact, Ziggler can get more over by losing matches, because that's what's going to get the fans behind him. And nobody, nobody gets that. Even though a lot of you people who claim this as such have read a lot of wrestlers' books where they all talk about this in their books, and they're like, Sometimes the best way to get over is to not win. Or uh, this is Austin, how you do it. Austin became a superstar from losing a match. Yeah. Alright, so here's something you can all everybody can relate to, because I think everybody has read Jericho's books. In his third one, he talks about when Vince had Heath Slater go over him on NXT, when there was they were still in the rookie competition, and Vince is like, do you understand why I'm doing this? This finish helps you. They might not remember his name tomorrow, but they're going to remember that you lost to a rookie, laugh at you for it, and you're going to get more heat as a result. Like, do you understand that? And there, I don't know how anybody can read these books and just not get that. Winning matches doesn't always get you over. Case in point, Baron Corbin. Or what about the Ascension? They spent so long on the roster just going over jobbers that their win, their win streak didn't mean anything. Because it's like, okay, they're facing nobodies. What happens when they face an actual talent now? They won. And then they came up to the main roster and lost everything that made them great. But that's a different story. So yeah, guys, if you're listening to this show, there's always a reason shit gets booked the way it does. 
this helps Ziggler and it helps Bray because if Taker is healthy, they want Bray Taker at WrestleMania. So I dispute that. Not always, but sometimes. There, there are some times where they book somebody and I don't understand what they're doing. Like giving MVP that like six-month-long loss streak that just made him quit. Well, yeah, but that's different and, story. And, Not... and then, then the only reason he won a match was because of Triple H. Who's like, oh, I'm going to pedigree the big show for you. Now you can finally win, loser. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned Undertaker at, at WrestleMania. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Does it mean anything anymore? Like yes. Taker faces Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. If Bray Wyatt beats Taker, it's like, well, he already lost last year, so maybe maybe he's past his prime. That doesn't. I feel like that's not going to help Bray Wyatt very much. If Bray Wyatt wins, you know what? I mean? You know what? No, I like I like the fact that we don't have to worry about the streak anymore because now we don't have to have that debate if Bray Wyatt's going to be the guy or just another statistic. The streak now, is yeah. The streak is not what helps him. It's the association with the Undertaker that helps him. Yeah, Just exactly. In a big marquee match. I mean, last year he took on Cena, and if this year he takes on Undertaker, if that's even where they're heading, I'm still not sure. But if that's where they're heading, it, it's still a big name that people know no matter what. People gravitate to the Undertaker regardless. Right, so just being in the ring with him, just having a match with him, win, lose, whatever, it's going to help can, Bray Wyatt. And the, and the build-up itself is what's going to sell it. Because it doesn't have to just be, oh, about the streak anymore. Now it can actually be Wyatt Taker with a different type of story. So I think it's actually going to benefit. But Which one of us will face Sting next year? <laughs> <laughs> but just remember, guys, because Heyman called it, by June, I think it was like June 28th or something like that, it was the end of June, Bray Wyatt's going to be jobbing on superstars where he belongs. Remember, he called it. One year ago. So, he said, in one year, mark my words. So, yeah, I mean, that's apparently that's the direction they're going in, because he's always right. That's funny, because that strong showing in the Rumble, and the fact that he was on the back of WWE 2K15 this year, and the fact that he's on all the promotional stuff, tells me different. But, okay. Yeah, but some people are idiots. Yeah, there's still six months for that to happen. <laughs> Alright, three. Number three. I don't even have to give any backstory to this. The hype video for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. No, that's oh, all you gotta say. The last three minutes of NXT, yeah. That's yeah. all you gotta say right there. They have built the perfect story by acknowledging their past and tying it into where they are now. They can appease everybody. The hardcore marks who are like, oh, they gotta talk about their past, and the idiots who are like, well, they're in WWE, nothing matters anymore. You know what? And Everybody got appeased by this. The thing yeah, is, they were able to be NXT, vague. They still don't matter. Uh, they were able to be vague and still make it work. <laughs> they're still in the oven. <laughs> I didn't realize they were Jewish. <laughs> no, don't say that. You're gonna... No. No, no. That, that's Sammy Zion. <laughs> Callback. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin <Yeah>. Oive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that why you fired Colcabana? Yes, NXT Mazeltov isn't going to debut till next year. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, 2016 opening pay per view. Vince, can I ask you a question while you're here? The yeah. the big the big rumor was that you changed his name from <laughs> Colcabana 
to Scotty Goldman because his real name didn't sound Jewish enough for you. Is that true? I, I didn't think it sounded Jewish at all. I wanted to call him Jewy McJuju Beads, but uh, they wouldn't let that go. <laughs> or Hanika Menorah was going to be his, uh, his valet. Now, these rumors that you were going to bring back Heidenreich to feud with him, is there any truth to that? Well, Heidenreich is frozen in stasis right now. <laughs> so as soon as he comes back, the answer is yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oi. Okay. Number two. <laughs> Number two. My last note from NXT for this week, but it is a match. Finn Balor versus Hideo Itami was amazing. The match. The best match of the week. If I had to pick a match of the week, which I will probably always have as part of this list, it would be Finn and Hideo. That, um... And I, that sick drop kick into the corner that led to the uh, double foot stomp at the end, where he like he jettisoned him across the ring. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these guys are awesome. I guess got to say though, and I actually kind of feel bad for Atami because he was the first guy they brought in and hyped, and as soon as Finn Balor debuted, he stole all his thunder. I love the end of the match though, where Hideo was just like. Damn it! Damn. Like, he was just yelling at himself before yeah, the handshake. It, well, well, he didn't yell all the Sami Zayn fucks, so they didn't have to... They didn't have to censor anything. But yes. Um, awesome match. I like that they hyped it as... I brought you here, and now I'll run through you to get to where I need to go. Yes, we're friends, but this is all about the bigger picture. And there was still that sense of camaraderie at the end. And that now match, we're gonna get... We're gonna like get Balor versus Neville out of this. Like you said with the stolen thunder, though, I think that restores a lot of it because now seeing a competitive match like that, people are like, "Oh yeah, he's on this roster too." Right. Because NXT is loaded right now. It's easy for people to get lost there because there's <laughs> a whole army of guys that Triple H is bringing up to take down John Cena. Yes. Or whatever it was Cena said this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Yes>. <laughs> and now. Let's do my number one best thing in wrestling for the week. Number one. Triple H on the Stone Cold Podcast. And let's oh, talk about ooh. this, because this was awesome. Ooh. I actually, As great as his interview with Vince was, I actually think this was a better interview overall. The difference? Showmanship. Lack of big showmanship. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I have a couple of questions about this. All right. Number one being, <laughs> right before Triple H goes on there, he has a kayfabe segment where he goes, yeah, I'm just going to manipulate everyone in Stone Cold just like I do all the time. Was, was that a shoot? Because I kind of felt manipulated by a lot of this interview. <laughs> and uh, go ahead if you have any comments on that, but I do have another question as well. Go ahead. Let's hear okay. it. So China is not allowed back in WWE and is not allowed to be in the Hall of Fame because she is in the adult film industry or was in an adult film end of sentence. Why is it cool for X-Pac to be on TV then? Yeah, that's a good point, and I'm glad you brought that up because I completely get where he's coming from. Because, yeah, if you see the name 
China and you look her up, you are going to find some stuff that you're not going to want to see. Nobody in green paint. Yeah, and nobody's going to want to see that anyway. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. Disturbed that you know that. That, that she did a She-Hulk sex thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I knew about that, and I think we can stop that discussion right here. But yeah, same thing with Xbox. She-Hulk. And, and that's just it. His answer was really good, and I agreed with it. But once Pat brought up X-Pac, I started thinking more deeply about it, and I'm like, that is actually kind of hypocritical. Yeah, I was I talking mean, to uh, someone else earlier this week who doesn't like to be named on the show, and she had the same argument. Although, I guess I guess it, it, the argument could be made that he wasn't credited as X-Pac in the right, video, that... whereas China is China in her pornos. Also, he's like my best friend. <laughs> Thanks, Hunter. No problem. But, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the talk on this was just, you know, it, it was better in some instances, and it made a lot of sense, and you could see that he's a very passionate guy about the wrestling industry. You could see that he actually cares what he's doing. But some things just are always going to feel disingenuous coming from that camp. Like when CM Punk got brought up, too. He's like, yeah, I don't have any problems with that guy. He's uh, like twiddling his fingers, basically. I don't have any problems with him. No, not at all. And then he, like, took a shot at him and then took it right back. He's like, you know, he's kind of a weird dude. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Really? Yeah. Then how do you mean it? Yeah. Well, I, I definitely feel like he was more honest and less PR than I thought he was going to be. No, I do. I do feel that way. <clears throat> but I do feel like there's a couple of parts where he was blatantly hiding his personal feelings to try to be more corporate. Right. I, I mean, all in all... I liked most of this interview, but there were just those things kind of bothered me about it, especially the China thing. But like you said, I could understand, too, he's not credited. I guess he's credited as Sean Waltman. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. <clears throat> but I really like how he, he flat out said that the Hall of Fame is not as simple as you think it is, which is true. And that is something that's very true. There are a lot of aspects that go into putting someone in the Hall of Fame. And he also mentioned something that I think we, all, we always kind of knew but never really thought about. Was that sometimes they call people and they're like, no, screw your Hall of Fame. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll move on to another person then. Who was it that he said did that? He didn't give any specific examples, but he just said that that's happened before. Bruno did that for like 10 years. Yeah, Bruno definitely did that. Well, didn't um, Randy Savage's family do that for up until recently also? Uh, yes, the and family to go in, yeah. yeah, Lenny Poffo actually talked about why that was, because apparently that was Randy's wish. And after he passed away, they were like, well, we have to induct him now. And Lenny's like, <laughs> no one's around to question if that was my wish or not. Well, just saying, like, he, his claim is that that was Randy's wish, and that's why that's the way he wanted it. But then he realized that, nah, I guess I'm not Hall of Fame material either. That's like third on my list of wishes, underneath which would be not to hit a fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That got dark real fast. That's not actually what killed him, though. No, he had a heart attack. Yeah, the tree was just incidental. God. The tree just helped. (laughs) The tree finished the job. The tree was the elbow (laughs) drop. Oh. Oh, man. Uh... 
so does anybody here think that the Triple H interview will actually change people's perception of both WWE and Triple H? I don't think it's as souring as the Vince McMahon interview was, where he's like, these millennials, uh, they don't reach for the brass ring. There wasn't any of that. Yeah. But yeah, no, Triple H's answer to that was better, where he's like, there's only so much you can do with a guy. They have to do the rest. And that's a good point, because, yeah, we can give a push to anybody we want, but if they're not going to capitalize on it... I wonder yeah, how that much kind of the falls. general fan base even watch watches these things. They're like, I, I, I would, you know, we we watch them, but how many, how many of like the kids that they're targeting and stuff like watch or listen to podcasts? You know, how many eight-year-olds? Well, it's free this month, and they can probably get on the internet. So I wouldn't see why not. Well, yeah, I don't think they would get a lot of the stuff either. But um, I like how he talked oh, about the internet, and we kind of. You know, that, they're, that they acknowledge it, and that's some of the stuff I'm going to talk about when we talk about some bullet points for the week, and I wonder where they're swerving us and where they're not now. Welcome to the dork fest, Pop. <laughs> that was what he sent to Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon finally signed up for Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I really like this interview. I thought he hit a lot of good points. There are a couple of things that you can sit down and dissect if you want to. But for the most part, I think it was a very solid interview. I agreed with a lot of what he said. The things I didn't agree with, I was okay with the explanations he gave for them. And overall, I think he came off very, very professional. And I can't say what type of person he is behind the scenes anymore because I don't work there and I have never met him before but I've heard him on other podcasts and he came off roughly the same way so I think that that whole oh I'm going to bury everybody and be in everyone's ear has subsided slightly to make way for a better overall corporate view. It's because he doesn't need to do that anymore because he's already because he can do yeah because he can do whatever right. he wants he could, just, he could walk in and be the main one of the main events of Wrestlemania every year. It's it's not really that tough for him to do anymore. He doesn't have to fight for his spot. Yeah. He if, he wants to to face, <laughs> if he wants to face Sting, whatevs, he could do it. Yeah. And that's what we're going to get, so. All right. So here's how this part of the show is supposed to work. What we want you guys to do is to give us a list of stuff you, you enjoyed from the week of wrestling and have us discuss this. A lot of what we got, though, were a lot of, like... Still kind of questions for the show, and that's not exactly what we're going for. Not that I'm going to reject questions or anything, but, like, if you're watching Raw and you watch that Wyatt-Ziggler match and you're just like, you guys need to discuss this, go on the thread and write, Wyatt versus Ziggler was awesome. I want to hear your thoughts on it. That's all you really need to say, and we'll talk about it. I got something, then. Did anybody watch that uh, Larry King interview I posted in the group? I didn't. Uh, I did not. Oh, well, all right, you should specify, okay. because everyone's like, why are you talking about Larry King? Oh, because yeah. it was Larry King interviewing DDP, Jake the Snake, and Scott Hall. Oh, uh, no, I did not watch that. <clears throat> oh, and Pat, how do you feel about DDP being hospitalized? I'm sure that isn't good news. Yeah, no, I, I was reading, he posted a long status about it yesterday, and... Uh, I, I was reading through that, and I had no idea. I knew he'd said for a while, because he was on some of the DDP radio shows, saying that he was he was fighting something. Uh, and 
he said, you know, it was a lot of just coughing, wheezing, problems talking, and he even did the rumble with, like, barely being able to talk. So, after all that, he just finally said yesterday, he's like, you know, sometimes life tells you you got to slow down a bit, and he's like, it's hard for me to admit because I'm going to be 59 and I still go, like, every single day I'm doing something. But uh, I think he'll be just fine because he overcomes a lot of things already. So, get well, DDP. Alright, so, <clears throat> here's what we have to move on to. Adrian Cotton asked a question last week that didn't get answered because of our technical difficulties, so he kind of reworded it for this week. Is it possible that Vince McMahon decided to go with Roman Reigns as the Rumble winner because it would stay in the news longer? If Daniel Bryan had won, it would be in the news for a day or two. No one would say the WWE got it right, or Vince McMahon is a genius. But with Roman's win, it was in the news all week, and people were outraged, and some people are still even talking about it, and that probably led some non-viewers to the product out of curiosity. So that's kind of what he brings up, is that negativity stays in the news longer than positivity. And do you guys think there's any merit to that? If you are not watching WWE programming now, and not trying to figure out and see where everything's headed right now, um, I don't know what kind of a fan you are, because I'm actually hooked right now to see what changes they make, what, how they get there, the, the road headed to it, and I think it's really interesting what they're trying to do. I, I totally see that the negative publicity of that, they've turned into a positive. I mean, right after the negative publicity and people tweeting, cancel WWE Network, they give a free month away, and then they post they've got one million people, and uh, I think that definitely they're taking this and they're making the best of it. I mean, they're, they're kind of playing this weird role with Roman right now, um, where actually, I don't know if, either, if any of you guys agree, but it kind of feels like the crowd is separated now because they feel like it's not fair to Roman Reigns, because I heard some slight cheers from him and some slight boos for Daniel you know, Bryan It was this crazy, because it was like, they're talking about Roman Reigns, and every time they mentioned him, boos, and then all of a sudden, and everyone's like, yeah, Roman's here! Yeah. <laughs> it's all, I'm wondering if they're gonna, if they're trying to turn Brian heel, if they're trying to make both guys quote-unquote tweeners, or what they're trying to do here. Yeah, but Roman's strong. Uh, if you already noticed that Roman's look looked and sounded better in all of his promos since this happened, because I feel like they're just letting him be himself now. No more suffering succotash. Suffering. Right. Oh, but that said, I don't like his that's not fair face. <laughs> he looked like uh, Michelle Tanner. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> You're in big trouble, mister. <laughs> that was Roman Reigns on Raw when he was being explained that he had to defend his, his Royal Rumble win because it wasn't fair. And I have another comment to add That's to that. That's not fair to Flair. So, so Daniel Bryan lays out his claim for a rematch that he never had, right? And he lost the Royal Rumble, right? And he was eliminated midway through, right? How come Rusev, who was actually screwed out of the Royal Rumble win because of the Rocks interference, just doesn't care? Doesn't because care. Not part of the storylines. Oh, well, thanks. Because he hates America more than he wants to win the Royal <laughs> He's like, I already got the U.S. championship. Oh, he's like, oh, I have a John Cena match. That's more important. <laughs> you are in the main event. You're facing John Cena. 
<laughs> Which, you know what? Because of that, it will be higher on the card than any other U.S. title match in history. Yep. Oh, the U.S. title match is going to open the card? Not this time. You it's know not going to be the main event, but it might be the match before the main event. You know what's not working to, to uh, capitalize on the negativity from the Royal Rumble? Thrice in a lifetime, Big Show versus Roman Reigns happen again on Raw. Yeah, can we... Yeah, no. We're done after, with that. After a 30-minute talk segment in which they accomplished the booking of two matches... We're, yeah, Triple H is like... Well, on SmackDown last week, it was like they just took the same footage and changed the rope colors. He's like, and here's your opponent tonight. Well, and on Roy, he's like, and here's your opponent tonight. Well, he's fighting a whale. Well, it's the big yeah. show. Hey. Oh yeah. Well, go to go back to the whole Roman Reigns thing looking strong because Shin actually asked a question on the board in response to Matt Awesome, who pointed out that when Brian goes against Reigns at Fastlane, vroom vroom, as he calls it. Thanks for that one, Dan. <laughs> Third room. <laughs> um, he wanted to know if WWE was actually going to appease fans by sending Brian to WrestleMania instead of Reigns, which I don't think they're going to do. No. I think this no. is actually going to help Roman on his quest. And then, as Jay had just asked, do you think that this is actually going to help get fans more on his side? And I do think you know, that's kind of what they're going for. That's another thing that's kind of interesting from this week. Because they leaked reports... Right, of Brian versus Dolph Ziggler, and Ziggler sent out a tweet. And I'm wondering, are they, and they, they leaked a report where they said, Daniel Bryan's not going to be in the main event at WrestleMania, no matter what. And I think they're trying to work the fans using that, just like Triple H said on the podcast. They're savvy to the internet. Why wouldn't they let something like that leak? Um, right. That said, I don't think it's going to be Brian and Lesnar as bad as I want to see that match, because all that promotional material is already out. But, um... Right. But at the same time, now they're talking about doing a, a Ziggler-Ryback tag right, match. Right, right. And I wonder, like, what's the swerve here? Is is this a swerve, or is this something that's changed? Or is Sheamus still going to come back and turn heel fella and face Daniel Bryan and thrice in a lifetime for him? I don't know. It's tough to say, because I feel like there's so many different directions they can go in. And I like the fact that we just don't know what's going to happen next. Right, and is, I'm fine with is that. Is it Zyback yeah. or Riggler as far as terrible <laughs> matchup team names go? Riggler sounds dirty. Riggler, please. <laughs> Wasn't that truth and Ziggler, though? <laughs> Riggler, please. Why'd you say that? Yeah, we're going to pair our truth up with you again. <laughs> Finally, Riggler, please t shirts. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh. So, so do you want to know one WrestleMania match that's not in question after Raw? Triple H versus Sting? <laughs> okay, another match that's not in question after Raw? There were, very, there were very subtle hints during a backstage segment between Seth Rollins and Triple H about Randy Orton. Oh, you mean Randy Orton? The same guy I curb-stomped Randy Orton? Uh, and then I laid him out on the table. Randy Orton, that guy, I'm Randy so Orton. So glad yeah, we Randy got Orton. rid of Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. So, th so it's pretty obvious that that's where the seeds are being planted there. But back to Triple H and Sting again. We're gonna have a pay per view segment where Triple H calls out someone to book a match for. Some Let's later. do it. Let's do this, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's Triple do H talks. It. Let's do this. Is one of the. 
This Book is going to be segment. another point at the sign segment where no one actually talks like that one. I think it was... Triple it was Triple H and Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. They said no words and they just looked at the sign. And they had a WrestleMania match booked right then and there. Alright. So, before we move on from our topics, um, Dan Dahl wanted to know if it feels like WWE has actually been treading water for a while because all of a sudden they started advancing all these storylines like Miz Mizdow and Cody Goldust at the same time. And he has an interesting point here. It makes him wonder what it would be like if they actually came up with stories for these guys for the rest of the year. Oh, you mean if they worked year-round instead of this three-month period here? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah no, no that would be there's great. There's no off-season in WWE, except... <laughs> for the writing team. <laughs> writing team gets a lot of days off. Don't tell Darren Young. <laughs> yeah, his ass has no days off. <laughs> but we've made that joke before. Um... Chev wants us to discuss that Jeff Hardy bump from Impact. Well, okay. Are we talking about the huge ratings bump? No, yeah. no. We're talking about when he so, okay, busted so your head. So, okay, so they had a cage match. A huge cocaine bump. For the tag <laughs> Against Storm and, and Abyss. And the match is over. The Hardy Boys lost. And then they just start beating them up some more, and they put Matt through a table on the outside. Oh, yeah, here's how. You could have escaped to win, so uh, when the freaking new guy in there in that, in the revolution grabs Matt Hardy and pulls him out through one of the camera holes and puts him on the ground, like, nope, that doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> uh, impact. But anyway, one so step match, forward, three steps the, back. The match is over, and they're doing a beatdown on the Hardy Boys anyway. So five minutes after the beatdown has started, Jeff gets on top of the cage, but then freaking gets shoved. So he crotches himself on the cage door, and he gets knocked off where he lands back first on the steel steps. Yeah, and again, a... this is five minutes after the match ended. Yeah, this Didn't was happened before, or was that months ago when this was taped or something? No, yeah, months ago yeah, when this was ago. taped. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I thought it happened again. And, and we were just getting this just... on TV now? Yep. Finally <laughs> it was just there. Like either the last week of December or the first week of January. Well, Chef makes a good point. He's like, why is Jeff Hardy still doing this shit at his age? And I think the answer is drugs. It wasn't me, it was Willow. <laughs> because it's the only way he's fucking over, because he doesn't wrestle that well. Yeah, he has the whole the whole point of that. Maybe I'm missing something. I thought the whole point of taking that wicked bump was to write him off of the European tour since he's not allowed to go there. Wasn't that the the European tour that they've already been on for two and a half weeks? <laughs> you know, it's a great know. way to write you off if you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we almost had that storyline in WWE with Vince McMahon. And then uh, we had to cancel it because somebody did die. When I had that bump, I was supposed to have one of those willow umbrellas so I would just parasol down. <laughs> if I don't survive this bump, check out what I wrote in my willow. <laughs> Matt gets my house. My dog. <laughs> my aluminumies. My socks. <laughs> My creatures! 
<laughs> and of course, this is all inside his head. He's not actually saying any of these words. No, that's why it's hard to get his will after he dies. <laughs> did I say that, or did I think that? <laughs> did I say that, or did I think that? I just heard you, and you didn't even talk. Anyway, it was dumb, and just is about it in every my think sees or in my mouth sees? Yeah. It was dumb. Alright, last topic for discussion from Jason Shin here. Have any of us been watching Tough Enough since they added it to the network? And what do you think of the exclusive footage prepped into the episodes? I have been watching it, but because I didn't watch this Tough Enough the first time it aired, I don't know what's exclusive and what isn't. They label it very clearly. <laughs> okay, well then I haven't watched any episodes with exclusive footage. Like any, any, any time that they do it, the aspect ratio changes and there are big words on the screen that say exclusive footage. And then I haven't seen any episodes with it yet. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean it would be a problem. I think I'd enjoy it. I haven't watched it yet. Neither have I. I only watched the first episode where Taz is like, I'm pissed off. Oh, well yeah, they don't... Oh, you they... They added it to every episode beyond that. Like the, oh, the that's second probably why. Forward. Yeah, then that's why I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm pissed off. I hear everybody wants to quit. Hey, honey, wake up. That was my favorite part of that episode. You think pissed off Taz. Yeah. ODB, pre-ODB in that, uh, that episode. Yes. Yep. My favorite scene is when Triple H shows up and tells the guy that is probably going to win, that he probably shouldn't do this, and so he quits. <laughs> what do you think you're going to do? Make some money? Get laid? And he's like, yeah, that's what I... W Aww. And then he quit the next day. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so uh, that concluded all the topics, unless you guys have anything else that happened this week that you want to discuss. Nope. Well, I have some preview stuff, because there's some big shows next week, bruh. Well, we're hey. Hey, we're going to hey and well, because New Japan... Oh, God, that's a terrible combination. <laughs> that, we're going to well, hey. Aren't those the NXT Tag Champions? Hey, hey, and, well. hey and well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, wait, something else that came out this week. What do you guys think of this rumor of uh, Kalisto not being Kalisto anymore? Oh, like Gaylisto? Gay, gay hairdresser gimmick. Well, I think it's fake, because that's cause... the fucking stupidest idea I've read in a long time. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all to debut his gay tag team partner and life team partner, Lu Cha. <laughs> Which is just Darren Young in a mask. Yeah. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> He, the guy in the mask that's been in the mask his entire career takes it off, but Darren Young puts the mask on. That <laughs> yeah, works. Well, okay, so we've got two big events on the 11th, which is freaking crazy. But, like, early in the morning for us is the new beginning in Osaka, New Japan show. Uh, there's going to be ten matches, but I have four that we're going to showcase right now. We're gonna, it's going to be Young Bucks versus the Time Splitters versus Red Dragon for the Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. I only know one of those teams. They were three of the four teams from the match at uh, at uh, Russell Kingdom, so should be awesome. 
should be awesome. Next is that Kenny Omega will give Taguchi his rematch for the junior heavyweight title at this show. Taguchi! Yeah, Taguchi! <laughs> and then also, Go Goto and, and Shibata will give Gallows and Anderson their rematch for the tag titles on this show. And the yeah. main event... The main event will be AJ Styles versus Tanahashi for the world title. Why? Why did you say it like that? Tanahashi. Sounds like you're pooping. <laughs> Tanahashi. Uh, but later that night is the NXT Takeover rival, and on that we'll have Solomon Crow. Maybe. Maybe's. To, to overload the NXT roster even more. Uh, but as far as matches go, we've got Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey and no DeQ. Oh, I like no Dairy Queen. No scooter pies allowed. Aww. No scooter <laughs> pie bicycle mo uh, motorcycle wheels. So... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Does Bull Dempsey win this one, then? Yeah, sure he does. Well, I hope no. so, because I'm sick of Baron Corbin. No, because we're going to get win streak 2.0. <laughs> he never really lost to Adrian Neville. Because he went up to the roster after he lost to Finn Balor. Uh. <sighs> also on the show will be Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor, number one contendership. Gonna be an awesome match. Well, these are always awesome. So we'll get the uh, the bull and Baron match, which I really don't care about, and I'll use that to uh, make something to eat. Even though that's probably yeah, it's probably gonna be the opener. <laughs> bull, bull, bull. Do 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 do. Bull. bull. <laughs> Alright, what else you got? Uh, next is the Lucha Dragons get their tag title rematch against Team Thick, as they are never actually really been called. Yeah, oh. it, only only by you, apparently. No, I'm also... They, they were referred to that on commentary once, so it's, Dan didn't, like, make it up. I'm also yeah, but curious. like, but it's, but it's sticking almost as bad as Titty Master is sticking around, because it happened once. <laughs> I'm also kind of curious, do, do you think, uh... Finn Balor, do you think War Paint is only on the arrivals now, or is it only when he says it's like I'm going to war? We guys, we're gonna find out this week. I think they're saving it for something special, and they've already hinted that he's gonna do something completely different. They're not just gonna redo the Carnage thing. No, I mean he used to do a different one every time when he was in the Indies, right? The Finn be it. Yeah. By the way, on the New Japan show this this week, there was a uh, Prince Devitt match. That's awesome. Is pretty cool. Who? Yeah. Oh, uh, Triple H also called him Fergal during the uh, shoot interview. <laughs> yes, he did. You this guys, man see guys like Fergal. Fergal. <laughs> what you did, you, did you call them Fatty Fergal and the Chink or something that one time? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you guys call one of the episodes down in Fergal Rock? Yes, that was episode. Oh, that was, was it. That was it. Fatty Fergal and the Chink. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, the NXT selfie. <laughs> Next is a four-way women's title match as Bailey takes on Sasha, 
takes on Becky, takes on Charlotte, and I think this is when Charlotte loses the title. And goes up to the main roster. That's right. <laughs> you go to the main roster. You go to the main roster. Only losers go to the main roster. Seriously. Oh, by the way, we didn't have we had like semi semi serious Emma, right? She still did the dance, but you can see she was like, I don't know if I like doing this anymore. Semi serious. Damn it, damn it, Pat! <laughs> you did it again. And then by the end, she was all like, I need to be more serial because I lost to the new girl. So who do you guys think is gonna walk out women's champ? I really want it to be Sasha. Because I feel like it's been her time for a while now. Dude, yeah, I had a dream she didn't make it, and then that was terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna say heel Bailey. <laughs> she seems to be getting heelish. She's kind of heelish. Patrick, you just I, uh, tapping? <laughs> yeah, too busy. <laughs> Tap attack. Becky Lynch is who I'm fapping to. Who I think will win a match is Becky Lynch. Okay, okay, man. So, hey. Dan, by default, you have to pick Charlotte because we all pick someone different. <laughs> God damn it, because I Because I, <laughs> I already posted the I'm with Sasha thing or whatever the fuck. Nope, <laughs> I already called it. <laughs> You're a liar. That Sasha will take over 2015. Hey everybody, Dan Peck posted a picture that says he's with Sasha, but he picked Charlotte on the show. <laughs> what a liar. Oh god. Alright, so... And the main event is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship, which I don't see him losing. Already. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's gonna be a great match. And then, there's the other New Japan show, two matches I want to talk about. Rob Conway, you remember that guy? What? Just look, Just at, look at me. He's been the NWA World Champion for like two years now. He's gonna defend against Hiroshi Tenzin on this show. That should actually be a good match. And then in the main event, Nakamura against Nagata for the IC title. The what title? The yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, it... Mr. Schwarzenegger, did you know that? The uh, New Japan also has an, an IC title. I didn't. I, I wasn't aware. But what happens if I merge them both? There'd be the iciest title. <laughs> <laughs> the Intercontinentalist Championship <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> and Arnold, yes. Just, y yes or no question: Will you be the man to do it? Yes. 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 I'll watch that wire. Don't trip over it this time. Last time you took out the entire show. <laughs> yeah, really. Let's, let's not have him on again. God. All right. So, I think it's about time to talk about the trolls in this week's... Well, is your question about trolls? No. Is it about Japan? No. No, uh, you, you guys were following this this whole. You, uh, you guys are the ones that told me that uh, Superstars was not going to be on the network. Have they fixed that yet? Main event. Main event. Yeah, that. Yeah, the one that actually has matches. Sorry. 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, because I haven't watched it in a while. Uh, well, just because they're still posting new episodes to Hulu every week. Oh. Oh, well, if you just watch it on Hulu, then. Anyway, sorry for that. That's okay. <laughs> oh, I got called a troll this week, actually. Oh, good. Sure. Um, I... Bonus! Somebody added me to another music group that's uh, pretty much exclusively about the bands Mushroom Head and Slipknot, and I made a post in there just saying, hey, I'm not sure if this is allowed, but if anybody's interested, come check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub. And this guy's like, oh, see, people are just in here trolling their own stuff. I was like, I'm, I don't understand how that makes me a troll. I am participating in other d- d- conversations in the group, and... I said, hey, if it's not allowed, take it down, and you're the only one objecting. I joined the group. I paid my group ticket. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, Club Kayfabe, I've made it very clear since day one. If you're an active contributor or you ask permission, you can promote anything you want. There was no rule in the group that said all all the group description said was, you know, have fun. It didn't say, like, that that it wasn't allowed. Ugh, I gotta leave this group immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a conversation with him this week. And I basically called him Ooh, out. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I basically called him out for the fact that he always gets into fights with people because he just... called in. Because he has to comment on everything. And I think I posted it... I posted a picture in another group, basically, where he's like, oh, I've blocked, like, two-thirds of the people because they attack me for no reason. I'm like, actually, no. You do the same thing and all this other stuff. And the thing is, like, he actually was agreeing to it and understanding that, yeah, I do the same thing because every counterpoint I made was against him. Dude, you forgot the, the, the funniest part of his statement. I could save a baby from getting hit by a car and someone would accuse me of throwing it at the car. Yeah, no, I don't think... Actually, if he saved a baby, people would probably legitimately praise him for that because it would be an unselfish act, which is why it would never happen. I only saved the baby because it was holding my Xbox One. That's a strong baby, by the way. That's a Roman Reigns baby. He only saved the baby because it's out of the oven and is now relevant. Oh. Nine months in the oven. It's uh, a long I'll... time to bake some buns. <laughs> that sounds like a comment on one of those porn star pages. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, if he ever actually, and God forbid this ever happens, impregnates somebody, and he actually makes a comment about how he doesn't want to see the ultrasound because the baby's still in the oven, I might actually just flat out buy him an Xbox One. <laughs> I might just buy his Xbox One for him and be like, here, you've earned this for being that self-aware. If he impregnated somebody, it would be with C-Man, right? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! You ever play that game on the uh, Sega, the Sega No, I can't say I have! <laughs> God. But here's the thing. After that whole conversation went down, he still continued to comment. He's like, oh, I get it. And, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's hard, you know, sometimes it's hard for me not to say anything. I'm like, 
Well, then just ignore what they're saying, because all you're doing is complaining about it. And then I post something else, and he's just like, uh, I have to make a comment on this. This is how you feed negative energy. Not good. Yeah, so you basically learned nothing. So, no actual specific comments this week, just the fact that he's too stupid to be self-aware, and that's why there's just no hope for him whatsoever. And that's always happened. When he does finally come back with something where he's like, oh, wow, like, he's actually being cool and getting it, he'll ruin it three more times. He's like Impact. One step forward, three steps back. <laughs> and I, actually, it was you, Shin, who called him out when I posted the, uh, the Groundhog Day meme. Yep. And he immediately made a comment about the movie, and it completely ignored the, the meme itself. Mr. Everybody Should Believe in Science and Religious People Shouldn't Be Allowed to Vote. Or Procreate. Or Procreate, yes. That's the other point. Or, or Live. Yeah, I was like, you missed the point. He's like, no, I didn't. I just was sharing a I just wanted to make a fun fact about the movie. So you missed the point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I don't know how you haven't been blocked yet, but good for you because yeah, you can still... You can still... Because I know for a fact you get under his skin... So keep being you. <laughs> I like how you say good good for you, like it's a good thing. I, I, I love this. I love I love blocked life. <laughs> but the funniest part about it is that because I'll share comments he makes, you guys will respond to it and it looks like he's just being an idiot. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier because everybody else can see all the comments. Oi, oi, oi. But He's not the only troll on the internet. There's lots of dumb people on the internet. And some of them actually post on WWE's official Facebook page. Yes, yes. This week, we're looking at an article about Katy Perry's Bam Bam Bigelow cosplay. Oh no, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, Katy Perry's performance, she was wearing a very Bam Bam Bigelow-style costume, like the same style flames and everything. And same riding color a sword, scheme. right? Yeah, she was riding the white tiger sword. <laughs> and then nobody knows who Missy Elliott is, and now I've officially reached that age where it's like, how do you kids not know who Missy Elliott is? Oh no, it's <laughs> happening. Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. <laughs> it's happening, we're at that age. I don't age. know, but she's fixing to blow up now with Katy Perry. <laughs> Just like, like when people... The like Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney guy yeah. with Kanye West. Yes, that was He's got the a reference. bright career ahead of him now. Yeah, congratulations, you're a moron. You about to blow up thanks to Kanye. <laughs> uh, so, tell us about these uh, wonderful comments. Uh, Bam Bam's boobs were about as big as Katie's. <laughs> Can't that deny that. Was that a fat joke or a Katie's flat joke? I can't tell. Katie is not flat. She is anyone not that, flat, so it's a Anyone that joke. makes a Katie's flat joke has not seen Katie Perry. <laughs> and her wondrous tatas. She does like to uh, show them off. She also apparently kissed a girl and she liked it. That's about all I know about Katie Perry. Yeah. <laughs> she enjoyed the taste of her cherry chapstick. Thanks, Weird Al, for that lyric. I didn't know that was a Katy Perry song the first time I heard him saying that. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, uh, I wanna bam bam Katy Perry's Bigelow. <laughs> 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 
points on that one. Jeez. That, that oh, we're on that segment. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Tell me more. Woo is Asim. Wait, what? <laughs> Asymmetrical? Asim. I think it's supposed to be awesome, but they forgot the W and the E. <laughs> well, so is the Miz. I mean, ever hear his music start up and it says Asim? I thought it went autism. It did, but then they changed it again. <laughs> I can't uh, you play with no one else because I'm socially awkward. Oh, uh, Miz done got them vaccinations. <laughs> That's why he doesn't get along with Miz Dow. He's, he's freaking got autism. <laughs> Next, Katy Perry. I was awesome performance. I come known you were awesome. <laughs> awesome. God. Even Matt Awesome spells it better, but <laughs> but still wrong. <laughs> I was a some performance. Why stop? <laughs> oh man! I'm trying to find this thread and I can't find it. Has better looking and he can spec English. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> And our final comment is, is he coming back to WWE's? <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is so much wrong with what you have said. There's so much wrong with that that I am ill-equipped with a witty pun to add to it. And yes, that was a Z at the end of WWE. <laughs> WE's. WWE's. The Wee's. The, the, the World Wrestling Entertainment if Zone? That's short, if that's short for World Wrestling Entertainment Zombies, then yes. Okay, I have a question unrelated to this. I'm so scrolling through the Facebook page trying to find the thread, and I can't find it. Why are they having... Of all of the announcer people that they have, why are they having Tom Phillips introduce uh, a the Black History Month Black stuff. History Month <laughs> yep. instead of Booker T? <laughs> or Byron Saxon. Or Byron Saxon, I forgot about him. <laughs> or anybody, really. So you're saying only other black people can celebrate black people? You're the racist, sir. <laughs> Don't say that! Yeah! Anyone can celebrate Black History Month, except for me. I don't celebrate it. I won't what? celebrate it. Thanks, Vince. Thanks for your opinion. That's Linda's idea. <laughs> she running for Senate again? Yeah, Black Senate. Is that, is that a thing? It is now. Later, everybody. <laughs> oh, thank you, Vince. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, guys, we're at that time. For the last segment of the show, it is time to play Points or Pat Buried. <laughs> I'm really, really, really annoyed that I fucking missed out on this again. 
You and your damn cutoff times. <laughs> Too bad he, he gave you like thirty hours this time. Too. I had I had an entry ready to go, and I was like, "All right, I'll post it when I get to work," and then I forgot. Boy, how disappointing would it have been if we read yours, we liked it, and then I disqualified you because you're on the show? Because that's what we would have done. That's never been a thing. I know, but arbitrary rules. They're arbitrary. Arbitrary rules are arbitrary. <laughs> Alright. So, we had those awful technical difficulties last week. So I decided to, for you guys to come up with a reason as to why we actually have to cancel the show for the entire week. And the, spe the specification was that it had to be a funny reason. So, guys. My, my, my idea wasn't funny. Well, why don't you tell us what it was, because you're here right now. Oh, well, what I was going to say was, you know, because there was this other post about how we should kill the Hayman. So the show gets shut down and we all got arrested for conspiring to kill the Hayman. Uh, we, we would record from prison. They, it's, an, it's, an, uh, it's a right yeah. we have as human beings to be able to be on the internet and shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, if, if they give Charles Manson internet access, motherfucker, we better get internet access. So. <laughs> Alright, so here are some reasons why we might have to actually cancel the show in its entirety. Our first reason is that thanks to JTG trying to show off in the kitchen, the Kafabe Cafe burst into flames, which then engulfed Coco Beware's second pet parrot. <laughs> oh! Oh! So this was, by, this was entered by Denz. <laughs> but he does get points. Alright, so points to Denz. That would kayfabe cancel the show. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. Here's the next reason. We have to cancel this podcast. The sounds won't reach you. We should have never let Cena spit with Wiz Khalifa. So, so we had to cancel the podcast because Cena spit with Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> Pretty much. Not even a chuckle? I'm sorry, I popped for it when I read it <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so you're like, <laughs> you peeked at your Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah, so therefore I think Dan wants to give you points. <laughs> that could happen. Let's do that. So what are we? What are Dan points worth? Because Pat normally gives the points. Big D points. <laughs> Big D. They're they're worth the same. They both get to award points. Dan Doll, you get points for your Wiz Khalifa spitting. Only because right. he actually made it work within the contents of. So, yeah, he did. So Cena and Wiz Khalifa don't swallow them; they spit. I don't know. Watch you find out. No, only when they're together, though. <laughs> oh no! All right. So another reason we might have to cancel the show. It's because all the hosts have become infected with burgers of the ass kind. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's, a pretty, it's a pretty good reason, if you ask that gets, me. That gets some points. <laughs> As Joey Image entry. Okay. Uh, the next reason we might have to cancel the show. Superstorm Umaga obliterates the entire northeast with four-plus feet of snow, burying the entire region in the white stuff, causing widespread power outages, and making sure that this is a storm that will not soon be forgotten. That would not cancel the show. It would be a solo Dan show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. It's the Dan show. 
Oh, no. And it would be really Wait. awkward because I cannot speak in this way without people to talk to. I'm confused to. with what the white stuff was. <laughs> I'm Is thinking it from cocaine. the middle of the Oreo? Because <laughs> he, he had a little bit of a problem, right? Was that the joke? Yeah. Nose uh, candy? God. He is dead. He is quite dead. Nose candy? Apparently they're all doing it wrong because Jeff is still alive. <laughs> you get nose points. Well, I get nose points for that one. How, mu how much are those worth? Buried. <laughs> Rich Locasio is buried. It's worth a 30-day suspension for me, but just buried for you. Okay. The thing is, is in TNA, if you got suspended for a month, you wouldn't miss a single episode of Impact. Alright, another reason we have to cancel the show. After hearing Pat's various conspiracy theories, Racist Vince hires him as a white version of R-Truth. Huh. So why would that take me off the show? I guess that would remove me from the show. But then there would just be two people. Show would not be canceled. I'm sure they could find some guests to fill in. Yeah, buried. Just be another Chris and Dan show. Oh no. <clears throat> My points just got buried. Uh, the buried. Where's buried? <laughs> You buried him so far, he's down under. <laughs> I, I don't sound like Nathan Jones. Alright, here's another reason we'd have to cancel the show. Because Hey Mania is running wild. <laughs> I think it would become an underground show, then. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> What's she gonna do when my Xbox One sits in the closet? Allow me to inform you of something, man. <laughs> uh, that would just cancel the show. I think that would cancel, like, the world. Yeah, let's world commerce. Let's give that points. Only three people underground with yeah. the, the anti-Hayman show. Yeah, We're the resistance. The Hayzistance. <laughs> God. Alright, so Hey Media is running wild. Points to Charles Hardman's brother Matt. Oh, wow. How <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing that since, like, the first game and it still gets us? <laughs> still, you still fall for it every time. Sometimes I mix it up and I'm like, points to Charles Hardman. And you're like, brother Matt? Nope. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for for more enjoyment, watch Charles Hardman take a spear in the club cafe. Oh. <laughs> oh, Which he posted himself. He did. He the referee. He I, I said everybody like... thinks this video is funny. Well, that's because it is. I feel like I shouldn't criticize because I've never taken a bump, but that was still awful. But he's never taken a bump either. And I don't think they knew that when it happened. <laughs> so they're just like, we're going to spear you. So he just reacted. <laughs> He Guess what? Still hasn't taken a bump. <laughs> he took a flare bump. Okay. He, like, re he like reverse big showed, right? He yeah. Bumped what was supposed uh, to be a back bump. Sorry, my tongue I like flipped. The, I, I love the comment. Looks like he attacked your legs. No, it doesn't. Uh, oh, said the guy with no legs. 
I'm, a, I'm an excellent judge of people attacking the legs. Oh! 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 I can't stand up. Missy Elliott, call back. Roll it, roll it, roll it, roll it. Yeah! Alright, here's another oh, reason we'd have to... I imagine any time he's rolling around, just that fucking speaker on the back of a wheelchair playing that song. <laughs> Come on! His, his character in my 2K verse comes out to Roland, just for the yeah. record. <laughs> Alright, so, the way, uh... By the, way, by the way, did you guys... Uh, I know that, uh... uh I think you've kind of fallen off of the uh, Xbox. Uh, I know Pat for sure has, but... You can get, you know, you can give your Xbox avatar a pet. You can actually, you can give Timmy from South Park as a pet. So, yes, I so did the, see that. So the implication there is that handicapped people are not real people. They are pets. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we will have Mike on to discuss that, so <laughs> we'll just, uh, there's another reason why we might actually have to cancel the show. Because Stonefold... Yes, that. Ah, wow. Stonefold. <laughs> that yes. would cancel the show. And that's the laundry line. Because <laughs> Stonefold said so. Goddamn. Oh my god. <laughs> that's one of my new favorite characters, Stonefold. <laughs> Why don't you have a little Ray Ray folded 30 times? <laughs> I ain't got no damn clothespins left, son. <laughs> and I'll catch your ass down the line. <laughs> I'll hang your ass down the line. But not you, Crispin, while I'm talking about these pants. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I need to flub more lines. <laughs> I'll hang your pants down the line. <laughs> Did, maybe he should have done Mike Awesome's laundry for him. <laughs> Alright, so Stone Cold finally comes around to fix the bottom line and ends up cutting the wrong line. <laughs> and that is why we have to cancel the show. Uh, an obvious reference to what happened last week. Not as funny as Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, but you can't fault the entry just because I made it funnier <laughs> by screwing it up. Uh, what do you say? I'm sorry, I forgot what the whole entry was after that. <laughs> Stone, Stone Cold finally comes around to fix the bottom line, but ended up cutting the wrong line. Oh, man. Yes, that's a big callback, so yes. That's points. That's points. Alright, Chev, you get points. The next reason we'd have to cancel the show is because Owen Hart crashed into the servers. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Always an Owen Hart entry. Of course. <laughs> so, what do you say? Or are you just no longer paying attention? Cringe points. Cringe points. To Ellis Homeless. Alright. How about this one? All three of the hosts met up with Cliff Burton and got bus crushed. Oh, God. Oh, come on, Glenn. <laughs> I was going to say, I know who that's another, that is. That's another callback entry. There would certainly be a reason that we wouldn't have a show, though. <laughs> it really would be. Uh, 
So what say you? Uh, so the point is we would not have time. a show. There you go. Travel through time to before podcasting existed and die to not have. Well, a who says that he? It couldn't be his corpse in a bus with us. <laughs> What's left of it? Jesus. And, and we hit a stray laundry line hung by stone fold Steve laundry. Steve laundry. So, so, yes. so his finisher would be the clothesline then. Of course it would be. Ah, clothesline from hell, Maggle. All right. Weather warning. Umaga's Storm, also known as a Samoan shriveled up monkey penises storm, heading your way. Stay safe, it's coming. So someone okay. else just took someone else's entry and then added something about shriveled penises? He took a rock reference, yeah. So, no points. You're buried. <laughs> DJMC, no points. Alright. Next... A round table of minorities tunes in, hears racist Vince, and rolls up that ramp to contact Stitcher. Oh, we shouldn't talk about round table wrestling radio on here. For those who didn't know, it was also used to be called the Minority Report. So, um, points. Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> awesome. So, what you're saying is this guy weld this week. Weld, yeah. And he's he also weld a listener from that show. He weld. Yeah, he. He welled two weeks in a row. <laughs> the best part is last week you didn't even hear it because that part got canceled, but he did well. <laughs> wow. Facebook needs to let him change his name to Canwell pretty soon. <laughs> All right. Right before recording the podcast, Hey Man starts his own podcast called In My Book, My Opinions Matter, and soon after that, the entire internet commits suicide. <laughs> <laughs> on my pod. <laughs> Hail pod. <laughs> Neil before pod. <laughs> That's what it would be called, wouldn't it? Neil before pod. <laughs> my <course>. Zodcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there has to be a podcast called that already. Are, are either of these in contention for episode title? I don't know. I, I still really like that Kevin Dunn reference we made earlier. <laughs> Dunn syndrome. Uh, so, so what's your pick for this one? Oh, there's a, there, hold on. There is a general Zodcast. Oh. I don't know what it oh. is yet, but I'm looking it up right now. I, well, I hate podcasts. I wouldn't listen to it. So he will be listening to a future talking talkies. I hate podcasts. Oh, so I'm gonna have to be a guest on that one. Um, of course. <laughs> but he didn't listen to the the first episode you did. Of talking talkies? No, yeah. I don't think so. If he's interested in the movie. Which yeah, is a right. for, actually that's actually a lot of people's reactions. No, right, but the first one that you did was Shawshank, which he said was one of his favorite movies. I don't know if he actually listened to it. But we're gonna give not know. We're gonna give that entry some points. Yes, that was Matt Awesome's entry. And then our final entry is that apparently I would be arrested for killing Heyman because he broke into my house and kicked my cat. Pat was also arrested for selling bootleg DDP yoga DVDs. 
Oh, that would never happen. <laughs> uh, but no, no reason for Dan. Which leaves Dan by himself. Thus, <laughs> yes. the show. Thus the podcast would continue. Wow. You, you were one person away from having an entry that could have gotten points. Oh, no. Instead, so were buried. Oh, Don Mario. What kind of berries? Crunch berries, of course. <laughs> Boo berries. <laughs> <laughs> the only cereal that turns your poop into toxic sludge. Poo berry. Ha <laughs> But not the only cereal that turns your poop. Oh, God. Alright guys, to poop. it's time to pick your winner. So, should we do the should we do the recap? Yeah, let's do the rundown with The Rock and Christopher Walken and Sean William Scott. Let's do that. Of course, obviously. So, first off, we had the Kafabe Cafe bursting into flames, taking out Coco Beware's pet parrot. Then we had Spina should not sit that spit with Wiz Khalifa. I guess you shouldn't sit with him either. <laughs> Um, we've all become infected with burgers of the ass kind. Hey, Mania is running wild. Stone Cold fixed the wrong line. We all got bus crushed. Or racist Vince <laughs> made us made the contact stitcher. Or because Heyman started his own podcast and the internet committed suicide. <laughs> I think that's the one. Yeah, I was going to say, I gotta go with the Heyman. Then yeah. your winner is Matthew McFarland. Who I believe this is... Who I believe this is the sixth first-time winner for this game. For this year, yeah. For this year, yeah. We have no repeats yet, so everyone's in it to win it. And Ellis Holmes is your current points leader. Everyone's trying to rock it if they meet the fucking deadline. Well, <laughs> only one person has that problem because Matthew Anderson submitted on time this week. We should. How we'll make a deadline. Everybody has to submit by a certain deadline, except for Shin. He just has to submit before the actual episode airs. No, he can't. Before, before we get before to, we the get to the segment. segment. <laughs> Live. So he, so he gets like an hour after we've started. Uh, the Shin cast. But yes, um, thank you everybody for playing. And that is now going to be the new ending segment of the show. We'll end always with points or buried. Next week, you can try again and get some points, or you can get buried again. It's up to you how funny you want to be. Some people, not very. So did you guys see, sort of speaking of uh, points or buried, uh, what, what inspired this uh, you know, at midnight? Did you guys see that they're actually doing like an online casting call for people to possibly be on that show? I yeah, I, I did see that. Um, yeah, if you just tweet or Vine or Facebook and just use hashtag points me, they'll see that and uh, the, they're going to eventually pick somebody to be a contestant on the show based on funny internet posts. We should just link this podcast and be like, points us. <laughs> <laughs> And just submit everybody who's ever been on the show, except for Dens. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> he claims that his audio situation has been taken care of, and thus he should be on the show again. So maybe? The Return? I've still never heard that episode. Be thankful. <laughs> That's okay, a lot of people didn't. 
I think that's the first one. I a lot of people saw. heard parts of that episode. Yeah. I was the only one who heard the heavy breathing, and Pat and Dan didn't, but every listener did, so. Oi, 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 oi. So, yes. Um, next week is an NXT special. So, I'm so that's watching. That's going to be awesome. And New yep. Japan's. New Japan's. So, there might be a very tough, tough top ten for me to come up with next week. Because I have a feeling I'm going to like all the things. And probably three of them will be from the GSW show. (laughs) I was just going to say, Chris, I'll see you in person for the first time in a while next week. Yes, you will. Oh, God, Kill and Kayfabe, we're in the studio. Hello. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though. Um, I'm probably not going to count anything from GSW just because it's like a personal... It's like a personal thing. Oh, no, because it's indies and they're irrelevant. That's actually not at all. It at all, but... I don't know, I think I'll figure it out when I get there. Come on, hey man, it's your top ten. You're going to see a pizza dough show? <laughs> a dough show? Dough yeah, show, yeah. dough it's, show. It's not even in the oven, it's, it's still being formed. <laughs> oh god. It's still being twirled and, and pressed about. The, the Italian guy's still spinning it on his finger. I right. fell in love with a mark at the dough show. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you guys next she week. She said what? And I told her to do some domino.